Hello, my name is Erin Pierce, and this is We Meet Again, the podcast. I believe that a human being's fullest potential lies in the process of awakening. I come to you with more questions than answers about this, and it is through this process of inquiry to the deep universal truths of living that I hope to gain some personal insight on my journey, and in the process connect to others looking to heal from the pain of trauma, addiction, and abuse in its many forms. Through stories, interviews, and thought-provoking content, my biggest wish is that we recognize that we are not alone, and that by sharing in this particular aspect of our humanity, we will find the courage to excavate our personal stories, illuminate and shed light, and liberate ourselves from suffering so that we may go forward into a new way of being and to live a life free from the painful memories, the subconscious limiting beliefs, and discover our true purpose. I believe that everything you want in your one precious life is on the other side of fear. And it takes a lot of courage, not only to ask the questions, but even more courage to be willing to listen and then apply to you what feels true. If you've been living just enough to get by, if you've ever felt that there's something more to gain from your story, if you're ready to shift your mind, heal your body, and touch upon your spirit or your soul, then this is the place for you. The most important relationship you will ever have in this life is you with you. When we experience trauma, we commit the ultimate abandonment and betrayal of ourselves. Originally born out of self-preservation and self-protection, when the pain of an experience is too great, we dissociate or we check out. The key to our dysfunction later and our spiritual sickness is in maintaining that inner disconnect. And by living a life disconnected from our inner selves, we then continue this cycle of trauma and it extends out from our innermost being to those around us in our family, our loved ones, our children, our community. Often in recovery and trauma counseling and in intervention, the attempt is to stop the abuse and to stop the behaviors that are detrimental to you. But let's Let's consider an analogy here. So an emergency room is the best place to go with a deep cut. There's value in the first responders, most definitely, addressing the wounds and stopping the bleeding. But if we continue this analogy of the emergency room, the wound is dressed and the patient, or you, goes home with instructions for aftercare, which include avoiding dangerous run-ins with sharp objects abstaining from hurting yourself again. And that's it. That's sort of the underlying premise of a continuation of staying out of trouble. It's my belief that the thought leaders in the realm of trauma and abuse recovery are all touching on what used to be a fundamentally overlooked fact, that to heal the individual is to reestablish connection to the abandoned self to start there and to work out into reconnecting with loved ones and by turn the community and the world. Triage is not the beginning, middle and end 
of recovery. Just as addressing maladaptive behaviors, self-destructive behaviors, substance abuse, and general suffering is the symptom of a larger disconnect, we must tend to the reconnection to the self to change a person's life and to stop the cycle of abuse. It's really fascinating to me as I dig deep into my own life story and um, at 44 I thought I had done enough digging but apparently there are things beneath the surface even further than I had tapped into and as I'm writing a book and going back and touching on my past I realized how short-sighted I was to think that the cycle of abuse and trauma I should be concerned with was about two generations deep within my family. I could not have been more wrong. The family is like the microcosm of the macrocosm of society and humanity. The lie that we are told is that trauma is what separates us. It's what makes us different from everyone else. And therefore we isolate and that isolation is reinforced. We isolate from others in our pain. The truth for me, what feels really true now, is that trauma, abuse, and addiction touches everyone in some way, whether it's direct or within your family or within your community. And some of our deepest connections are through this cycle of abuse and this cycle of trauma. So we have to identify with that. And in order to heal, we have to recognize that we are on this continuum. And it's not something that we have no control over. We, as individuals, hold all the power to end the cycle. So it takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of bravery to recognize that you may be disconnected somewhere deep within. And that's the whole reason why I came up with the name for this podcast, We Meet Again and Again and Again. This idea that through discovering these universal truths, and discovering or rediscovering your purpose through excavating, illuminating, and liberating yourself from the painful wounds of the past, you will meet yourself again. So I want to leave you with a story. I have two children. I have a daughter who's 11, and I have a son who's just on the edge of 14. My son, in particular, was kind of a nervous child. And whenever we would get into situations that were really unpredictable or strange or new, he would experience a lot of anxiety. He would often cry or hide or just generally feel overwhelmed. And so what I started to do when we were able to communicate verbally with each other was practice these situations uh, in more of a way that would show that it's an opportunity for him to do something brave. So we started calling it one brave thing. And just by being here and sharing my story with you and starting this podcast, this is definitely my one brave thing. But as I explained it to my son and to my daughter, I think each individual, when you open your eyes, get up and get out of bed, you're presented throughout the day with many small opportunities to try to do one brave thing. And I think a life worth living isn't amassed by huge courageous steps, and it definitely is part of it. 
but I think a mountain of small brave things, small acts of courage in your own personal journey are what make your life really fulfilling and complete. So I think it's like a muscle, courage and bravery. And when the universe hands you these small opportunities to do one brave thing each day, it's just a little bit of a workout for that courage muscle. Some of the things that I want to do as I move forward into this podcast and invite you to do as well, these one brave thing opportunities, are things like open-minded inquiry, just the ability to perhaps examine something in your life in a different way or to recognize that you've been telling yourself a story for a really long time about some trauma, some abuse in your life. And perhaps the key to gaining a different perspective is simply to open your mind. So open-minded inquiry is one brave thing which may challenge long-standing beliefs about you and even the world. Another thing that's an opportunity to exercise the muscle of courage is just allowing yourself to experience emotional discomfort for longer stretches at a time. So oftentimes we placate emotional discomfort, especially just through the process of excavating, digging up negative or um, traumatic experiences and memories in our memory banks. Um, And often what we tend to do is placate or numb ourselves to that overwhelming emotional response to past trauma. So allowing yourself to experience emotional discomfort with intention. So you set forth after recalling a painful memory or experience with some intention that you're going to sit with whatever emotional discomfort that brings up. And like a muscle that gets stronger, you'll be able to do this for longer and longer stretches without placating it, without numbing or even distracting yourself. And our distractions are everywhere nowadays with this you know, screen addiction and, and iPhones and, and um, computers. Um, that's a really easy way to distract yourself. Or it may be through you know, finishing your day with a couple of glasses of wine. Lots of different ways to distract, but allowing yourself to experience emotional discomfort for longer stretches is definitely a brave thing to do. Another brave thing to do is to recognize that your body is a tremendous tool in healing. I'm a yoga teacher and a yoga practitioner, and before I realized the effect that it was having on me, and before I could understand it from a cerebral or logical level, I felt that there was something working there. And looking back, I now realize that what I had done is tapped into the amazing healing powers of moving my body and releasing myself from traumatic experience. So you can simply become still and just tune into your breath for a few minutes and that's a brave thing to do. Becoming still is one of our greatest fears and uh, perceived enemies in the process of reconnecting to self. It's in those quiet moments that I feel most tempted to distract myself or to um, shy away from being alone with my thoughts. But moving your body in any way, taking a walk, taking a yoga class, stretching, all of these things allow you to reconnect to your physical being and to empower yourself to move forward on your healing journey. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode 
of the podcast, We Meet Again. And I encourage you to subscribe and listen for more episodes as we start to dive into very specific areas of trauma, abuse, and addiction recovery, and to tap into these universal truths that pervade all of this, and to listen to stories, and to listen to the wisdom of some thought leaders in these different areas, and to continue on your journey to meet yourself again and again. Thank you for joining me. I'm Erin Pierce. I'll see you soon.